The following podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And we're here with the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, this is part two of the Cummins Turbo Shootout Review. Look out, part deuce. <laughs> you know, it's been a lot of fun, Danny and I've Danny and I have gotten a chance to really kind of dive into the results that, again, we haven't really looked at in about two years here. And it's just, it's been so, so much of a re-eye-opener. So many of, oh, yeah, you know, kind of ideas of, I remember reading this stuff two years ago and going through it. And we've pulled a lot of these principles out into what we're doing nowadays. But, man, there are some things that just, I feel like I forgot how how eye-opening they are it's great content that's why we're producing this absolutely absolutely well put well guys i do want to say thank you for all of the interaction we've had on the facebook page and on our youtube page uh please keep the comments coming especially for all of you diesel enthusiasts out there uh like and share as much as possible we really appreciate that go ahead and rate us on itunes Check our YouTube, you know, make a like, hit the like button for us. Hit a like button. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Danny, why don't you recap a little bit over what we covered in our, our part one of the Cummins Turbo Shootout here? You know, we talked about the Cummins Turbo Shootout because we wanted to figure out what was the best so people didn't have buyer's remorse when they bought a charger. You don't want to hear, oh, you should have bought this one. And that's the worst thing to hear when you just spent how much on something so expensive. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Out of the turbos tested, I think the cheapest one was just shy of two grand. Right. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The most expensive one was just shy of two grand. A replacement's probably about a thousand bucks. If you can find one. If you can find one. They're getting tough to find cores on these HE351s. I know that. So Mm -hmm. you got to find a good condition one. Uh, Yeah. Basically what we did is we called around to five different turbo manufacturers and we gave them all the same story and we let one of their sales reps recommend and a turbocharger. We called them back the next day and said, hey, we want to test these turbos and compare them side by side in some really methodical, no bullshit test. We really want to see cut and dry what's going to have the most amount of data to support buying it, to support why it's better than the others. And we thought that there would be a clear cut answer. And boy, man, we were surprised what we came up with ourselves. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if you would like to read all the details, you can see it's a, about a 17-page document. It's a PDF, so anybody can download it. Jump onto calibratedpower.com. Click on the Cummins Turbo Shootout link. It's going to ask you for your email address. Type in your email address, and it'll let you just download the document. Uh, today, we're not going to cover all of the results. There's just so much information. We really want to encourage you listeners to jump on there and take a look at it. Read it for yourself. Believe it for yourself. And our analytical guys out there, they want to see it on paper anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the turbos we tested are the ATS Aurora 3000. The Industrial Injection 62 over 80 Silver Bullet. A BD Killer B. The 63 millimeter with the S300 center section from ED. A fleece cheetah and an HE351. The stalker. The stalker. Absolutely. Got You got to give a baseline for them, right? Yeah. Everybody's got something to live up to or at least everybody. rationalize why I'm paying more than a stock charger to right. replace it. Yeah. Everybody started with a stock charger, so we wanted to really address that. This is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. If you can appreciate the kind of advice that Paul and Danny are giving uh, our listeners on this episode and would appreciate that kind of personalized advice, I would encourage you to check out calibratedpower.com and duramaxtuner.com where you can get a hold of our guys and get that kind of personal attention five days a week, eight hours a day, 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. 
I don't like I said we're not going to dive into all of the details because it'd just be too fucking boring man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't want to put our listeners asleep we got to keep them going this is a great episode so we want to basically figure out what you're going to take from these uh, facts from us from us talking about it what did you actually learn rather than just all the numbers so the spool up test um, you know, we talk about drivability a lot. So, Paul, maybe you can explain a little bit about spool up and how these tests were put down. Yeah, to me, spool up is your mathematical measurement of drivability of a charger. A lot of times when we talk about drivability, we know they all, like pretty much any modified turbo is going to make more boost, going to make more power than what the stock one did. So, that's not drivability. Drivability is how quick does it make more power compared to stock? Right. So a way to test this is you hold the truck at a specific RPM range. In these testing, we ran two different tests so that we gave all of the chargers based on their different physical attributions a chance to really perform and show the different setup. And this is where setup mattered. Right. Because we we tested everything with 45 percent injectors and we tested everything with 100 percent injectors so we could have a fair comparison if more fuel, you, you know, everybody always talks about more fuel will drive a turbo better. We found that not really to be the case here. It was about RPM range. So what, where did that turbo perform best in its RPM range? Yeah. So for a spool up test, we hold it at 1700. We measure it for making 30 horsepower and how long does it take to make 250 horsepower? Then we did the same thing, except we went at 2000 RPM and measured from 60 horsepower up to 250 horsepower again. And that amount of time gave us its spool up, right? Very accurate measurement. It is it, it is very scientific, and in the, in the way that it was done and recorded and documented and measured is, is very impressive. Again, another reason to jump on and download that document and see it for yourself. But the test was very surprising in what did great and what did bad. Yeah, you would have never thought. You have to think um, about give and take. If you're going to... You know, take some. If you're going to get some power out of the deal, you, you're going to have to take that away from somewhere else. So usually, you know, as the graphs will explain to you on the download, the ones that made the great, you know, high peak horsepower level are the ones that didn't, you know, do so good on the spool up. Yeah, it it absolutely. It took longer to spool up. They're probably not your best daily driver. If spool up is the most important thing to you, how responsive your truck is to you is the most important thing then yeah, then the ones that made the highest peak power probably aren't going to be the best charger for you. So application and what you want really matters when it comes down to this. We found that there was a 145% difference from the worst spool up to the best spool up and the best spool up being a stock charger. Yeah, the old stocker won the spool up contest basically. It's, it's hard to beat what the factory gave you. You know, that's why I love nitrous with my stock charger, Paul. <laughs> I love it. It's just such a hit right then and there, and it's instantaneous power, and then you got that nitrous loading. And that's why I like that stock charger personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. Also, I think the it's one of those for guys who tow, it's a big deal, right? So how quick does my truck make power because I have a load on or how quick can I come to life to merge onto an on-ramp if I'm driving across the country? That's why I think in our ultimate tow rig episode, every truck discussed also was discussed with a twin kit. Mm -hmm. Every That was everybody's number one modification they would do for an ultimate tow rig is put an S475 stock or twin kit together. Mm -hmm. It's You cannot beat the stock spool up of a stock charger. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that was... A, 
unequivocally shown throughout there. It's, I mean, the slowest spooling charger took 2.056 seconds. A stock charger took 0.839 seconds. If you were drag racing, that's pretty much an embarrassment, mm-hmm. right? Like two full seconds, almost two full seconds difference. Um, but I, I think that that kind of walks us into the toe test as well. Well, that really, you know, when you're talking about turbos, you have to find out what that customer desires the most. So, you know, sometimes when you have a twin kit, that's really what he needs. He needs that, you know, quick spool up and then that high power up at the top, you know, that high level. So sometimes if you need the whole entire thing, that's your solution to your problem. But going into a single, it's hard to have everything laid out exactly like a stock would do, you know, from the spool up all the way to ED's big charger. Uh, at the high end so it's really hard to have the best of both worlds absolutely absolutely and that, that's why i think we talk about twin kits so often on the show is compound kits because they do give you like you said the best of both worlds they give you kind of everything in one package in a single charger it's really really hard to nail that down and we found that to be even really more obvious once we got into the toe test the toe test really sat down and look at six art different rpm constants now we tested by feeding them throttle at that RPM constant and then measured how long would it take to get up to 1200 degrees. What we came up with was usable horsepower numbers. So we're able to actually look and see where is this charger the most effective prior to actually overheating the, the motor. Right? Until that engine fan kicks on and robs your horsepower. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so we're able to look at where does this charger perform based on different RPM inputs. What you can pull out of that information when you look at this graph is you can look and say, hey, I tow at 1,700 RPMs or 2,000 RPMs or yeah. 2,200 RPM, which is screaming. Right. But you can look and see where do I tow, what RPM range am I in most of the time, and then find the charger that works best for you. Yeah, you got to find what's best for you. That's why we're sitting here and I, we keep going back to that. But people, they get kind of hooked on one charger and they keep gravitating toward it and there's no real uh results out online these results that are online typically the manufacturer posted and they post it just about their charger Mm -hmm. not compared to their competitors at the very most they compare to stock it's extremely rare to find a manufacturer and it's nothing against any of these guys it's we're a man we work with a manufacturer as well we don't generally post bad publicity about ourselves if you know we we want to market to people that work well with us so Again, if you're looking for a peak power charger, go through the test, read the results. You'll see who made 688 horsepower on a single charger. And uh, who made the 573. That's absolutely correct. So I just want to say we got the 573. I'll spill a little, a couple of the beans Please here. Please do. 573 is what we got out of our stock charger, Paul. And I have to tell you, that is a high number for a stock charger. It, it's pushing it. It really is pushing it. You know, I wouldn't run. No, I wouldn't run my stock charger to five seventy three. Not in a single turbo application. Not without a, an S four seventy five or a compound kit to cool it off. Well, you're not going to run it for long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the truth, and I think that's one of those things we got to keep in mind as we get into the peak power test and we get into usable horsepower test, and as we start to look at these specific numbers, we talk about it all the time, but. A specific dyno number is not the word of God. It's it's not written in stone. Every dyno operator runs it a little bit differently. Every test window is run a little bit differently. All of these things can really have dramatic effects. I know one of the manufacturers came back and reported that all of our horsepower numbers were 8% off from theirs. 
all of theirs were 8% higher. Mm-hmm. Well, that shows me that there's not a discrepancy in the results. There's just a difference of opinion in the numbers. Mm-hmm. The baseline was 8% higher as well. So all of the gains that were measured were were all equivalent. They were all the same. And that's something that we need to keep in mind. When we say 573 horsepower is too much for a stock charger, on our dyno, that, that basically means the absolute peak horsepower possible. If you run your stock charger at the absolute peak horsepower possible all the time. Before you let the smoke out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to last as long. Um, and that's something as well as on the truck. As we've said before, we had a 12 millimeter CP3 pump and a set of 45% injectors and a set of 100% injectors to go back and forth with on the testing, depending on the actual application and exactly what we needed out of them. There was a lot that went into it to make the results as fair as possible, but I think no matter what, any discrepancies that were ever found as far as, like I said, 8% off in in power numbers, what you should take away from this, I think, is the most important. Yeah, and I really want these guys to download this because if you go through the list, you can actually um, get a rebuttal back from the manufacturer. Absolutely. I thought that was really cool. So Calibrated Power, the guys at the time, they gave a chance for all of the manufacturers to review the results and actually write back, here's here's what our rebuttal is. Here's what, here's what our thoughts are on the testing that was found. Because it was an independent blind study test where they recommended the chargers and allowed us to do all of the testing independently of them. And then some of them even went into, if you want this, then we have that. Absolutely. Made recommendations. Hey, based on this, there may be better chargers for guys who are towing out there. So you can read through the report. Again, calibratedpower.com. Click on the Cummins Turbo Shootout link, and that should get everything taken care of. Uh, Just enter in your email address, and it'll let you download it. But the biggest thing I pulled out of those personally that really surprised me, even being in this every day, living it, you know, breathing it, is... When you rob from Peter, you got to pay Paul. Everybody's got to pay Paul, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Danny, I, I really uh, think that this uh, has been a great learning experience for us. I hope all of our listeners get to take something out of it as well. Yeah, I'm excited to get the feedback and hear back from people that actually own these chargers that can relate to exactly what our data brought. Absolutely. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, John Deere, Jeep, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920.